everybody, this is Townsend. I'm a singer, songwriter, musician, and mental health advocate, and I started the You're Not Alone project and podcast to help educate, spread awareness, and simply help you feel a little less alone, no matter what you're going through. Thank you so much for tuning in to Season 2 of You're Not Alone with Townsend. Be sure to click the follow button and share these stories. You can also watch the interviews on our YouTube under Townsend T Music. You can also keep up with the journey if you follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Townsend T Music. Every like, follow, and share helps us continue to change lives. What is up, everybody? This is Townsend. Thank you so much for tuning in to You're Not Alone with Townsend. Today, I've got a super special guest. So I actually found this guy on social media. A lot of people hit me up and were like, you need to follow Harpy Daniel is his social media account. And so I was watching it and instantly fell in love. So I now follow all of his accounts because it's amazing. It just really helps show and shine light on positivity and equality. So without giving too much away, we'll go ahead and introduce you. So his real name is Joshua Kelly. He serves in the Navy but he does something really unique and original, which is performs in drag, which I am just so blown away by. Like you have made so many leaps and bounds and are making waves in the service. And I'm just stoked you're here. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm over here smiling like an idiot. This is so nice. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you so Uh, much. Listen, Josh, I want to be your best friend. Okay. You're like the cutest (laughs) little thing and you're just so sweet. Can we be best friends? Oh, absolutely. I'm always welcome to more closer friends. I need them. Trust me. (laughs) Done. I love it. Okay. Well, I'm going to let you introduce yourself. So who is Josh? What is your ranking? Where are you located? If you're able to spill that. Yeah, I can give it like the minimal details. So um, my name is Joshua Kelly, which I, um, it's with an extra E if you need to spell it out. That's like the biggest thing I always love to say because people do the Y regular Kelly. I'm like, no, I'm extra. Throw it in there. Okay, uh, I noted. From, I'm a small town like person. Like I'm from a very rural, rural area of Pennsylvania originally. So like a lot of people who meet me know I have like a big personality. A lot of people think I'm from a city. I'm like, nope, I'm from a very like borough, a, a very small town in Pennsylvania, basically, where everyone chews tobacco. <laughs> <laughs> I'm and, from a borough uh, with tobacco. It very that and veterans galore, and a lot of veterans actually where I'm from. Uh, my dad's a vet too, wow. uh, and I'm was um, I'm stationed now currently in Virginia. Um, I'm actually about to finish that up and head um, over to Spain, and I'm so excited for that tour. I've served for about seven years now, um, and um, I don't know if I'm making a career. I know it's like almost that halfway point. If I want to retire, it's just it is a lot. But I so far I, I'm kind of just going with the experience, and the experience has just been phenomenal so um and i do administration uh so if anyone's like thinking i'm with a gun i mean i we're all trained for professionally for what we do we do do security we all have to be sailors at the beginning but my main job is just doing administration to take care of my command my people my sailors and make sure that they're not stressing over honestly any paperwork <laughs> wow okay that is too cool i am so intrigued okay one this guy gets to travel the world and two we hopped on and he's like I served for seven years I was like no shot because you're like 20 but whatever um (laughs) that that's amazing so cool so from Pennsylvania I honestly don't know anything about Pennsylvania except one time I was on tour doing music I took a wrong turn and somehow ended up in Hershey Pennsylvania Hershey I love Hershey that's like (laughs) my stomping ground (laughs) 
I thought it was a joke. All these signs were talking about Hershey and it's a real place. Yeah, it's a, and uh, one of the, that was probably the first amusement park I went was Hershey Park down there. It was probably the first one I was like six years old. It went on my first roller coaster. It came off crying, of course. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. Now it's like a long time thing when I go up there. You know, I just, um, I performed in a band in high school in Hershey. Like it was an amazing time. It was one of our bigger cities where I'm from. It's where we would go hang out. <laughs> well, I can officially say I ate Taco Bell in the middle of the night at Hershey, Pennsylvania. That, that's what you do. That's all we that's do. That's it. That is <laughs> as wild as we got. And it was an accident, but I can say I've been there. Hey, uh, if it's not that, you're just doing Walmart at midnight. That's our, <laughs> that's all the other cool. That is what, yeah. So I am also from the borough with tobacco and Walmart's where it's at. So, yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah. <laughs> So, okay, Josh, so you've recently gained a ton of a ton of attention, excuse me, regarding serving in the military, but also participating in drag, which just, man, I saw it. And like I said, I fell in love because you're all about like just sharing equality and love and you give off this persona, which may totally be for social media, but it's like, whatever, like I am what I am and no regrets. And I just love that so much. I envy that. And I wish, of course, I could be more like that. Um, so when did you begin performing in drag shows? Like, when did you start doing all of that? I want to personally thank you for taking the time to listen to these conversations. It truly means so much. We've changed so many lives for the better, and we want to continue doing so throughout 2023. This project is made possible by sponsors and patrons. So if you'd like to help keep the You're Not Alone project going and hearing these amazing stories, we would love for you to join the family at patreon.com slash Townsend T Music. Just for signing up, you'll get free merch, discounts, and behind-the-scenes patron-only footage, not only of my music, but of each episode. That's right, so each guest on every episode answers a few more questions that only patrons will be able to watch and listen to. So head on over to patreon.com slash Townsend T Music, and let's continue changing lives. So I actually started when I, in, two, in 2013, I was 19. Um, I technically around 16, I found RuPaul's Drag Race. It was season two, like the lighting was bad. Nobody knew what it was. Yeah. My dad just downloaded Logo from DirecTV. And I'm like, what's this? And of course, my <laughs> dad doesn't know he got the gay network. Yeah. And from 16 to 19, I was like, practice like makeup terribly I uh, would would get heels used to paint my nails and stuff and at 19 I just said forget it I'm gonna go out there and just kind of rip off the band-aid and do it and it was the most terrifying experience of my life because I found not every drag queen is nice like they're supposed to be on tv <laughs> yeah I but could not imagine it was yeah it was it's scariest but it was one of the most incredible moments because I won't lie, when you know you're good from the start, everyone like low-key will hype you up. But when you get past that barrier and everyone still like kind of doesn't like you, you know yeah. you're actually doing it very well. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. I So I've met several drag queens and kings, and they are the nicest people I've ever met. Absolutely. So well, I'll say 50-50. <laughs> I think it you think so? Guy. Yeah, I think it should be so. Like, I'll meet, so professionally, like, I'll get queens who don't want to be personal, which I get that. Because at the end of the day, yeah. like, when you start doing it, drag's a business. I've been doing drag yeah. longer than the Navy now, 10 years. Um, So I've met so many great drag queens. Nine times out of 10, we are nice. Yeah. <laughs> but I think it's a, a lot have this chip on their shoulder because it is it's competitive like at the end of the day it's like yeah. any job you know we need to be good as just the next person so I it's like a 50 50 for me if we're not in a com competing moment 
we're good. If we're in a competing yeah. moment, it's like, I'm going to hate you now, sis, and we'll throw shade. But then when we're done, we'll come back and love each other. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So maybe they're nice to like the audience because we give them money. You give us money. <laughs> there you go. Done, done, done. We don't see the shady behind the scenes. Okay, so you've been doing it for a while. You know, this is going to sound insane, but I didn't even think about it being a business. Like, it just looks like y'all are having so much fun and it looks like a passion and you get up there. But I guess it's just like me playing music. It looks like yeah. fun and a passion, but man, you work your tail off to be the best you can. Yeah, it's at the end of the day, like if you can't sell yourself, you shouldn't do drag. You shouldn't do any form of entertainment. Like as you know, as an entertainer yourself, yeah. like you have to it's it's not just your art you're putting into. It's then, you know, when you start creating that fan base and people see you, you have to start honing in on a character. Now, some people can be kind of that cattiness in drag, yeah. and some people eat that up and they love it. Um, I chose to be myself, which is nice. I swear it's not an act. But um, when you start honing in and knowing who you are in and out of drag, you know, you have to build um, that presentation, like you said. And as an entertainer, it's, it's the same thing like anything else. Drag is a, a form of entertainment. Yeah, I love it. Y'all put so much out there. It's so amazing to see it. The craziest part, I have seen full bearded which I think you posted like um a little TikTok of this but you had like a beard like stubble and you were just in your uniform and then all of a sudden you're like and it's full face of makeup and you look like this beautiful woman and people are like oh my gosh where's the beard and you're like I shaved it but it yeah, looks I so like I shaved it there's a razor <laughs> but it's so crazy to see that transition it's such a talent that I don't think people give enough recognition to but so you were talking about, you've been doing it for like 10 years now. When did you first realize, like, I guess you said the first show, you were like, okay, I kind of got a knack for this. Yeah, it was, it's, it's crazy. Cause like, I honestly, even when I started drag, I had doubts where I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore. No I don't think I can do this anymore. I mean, I won my first crown in Harrisburg PA um, as Miss Gay Harrisburg of the American System pageant. And after I got the crown, I actually sat in my car and said, I don't want to do this anymore. Because I just, the, the competition, it was just like, it's no longer fun. Okay. And then I, I took a break. And that's actually about a year, uh, six months after that, I joined the Navy. And then I needed it. It was like, because that first year in the Navy, I did not do drag for like almost a year and a half when I first joined. I didn't do drag. I was learning to be a sailor. And after kind of getting back into it, I kind of almost refound my love in drag again because of the Navy. Once the article dropped and I was performed on the ship and everything, like it, it just, it, I found my spark. I found my passion. I found the love and I saw it change so many people's minds that I was like, I'm going to stick to it. And I did ever since. That is amazing. So how did the Navy respond to that? Like, I also want to know one, we'll break it into two. How did they respond in two? Did you have to get permission to do something like that? That seems so like out of the norm when you think about servicemen in the navy it kind of is too it's like two worlds put together that's like yeah. the best thing example because you're right they are kind of like night and day on the stereotypes we have on each one and how people um are with them but um for me i will say all of this is my own experience so anything i say i it's not on behalf of the service of course but just through my experience everyone has been very to my face I should say yeah uh, loving and welcoming accepting I have people to this day who I would sit there and in, in uniform like oh these drag queens this and that and I'd be like have you ever met one before and they're like no I'm like well now you have You're like, and like yeah and I'll I've invite I've invited sailors out to show a show and I'm like come just check it out like come see a drag brunch I do and they do they come out and they're like 
I actually, I'll never forget this. Um, one of, he just, he's about to um, separate and retire um, this February. So he's on terminal leave. Lucky him. <laughs> and my friend Ray, he, now he's, he's never been to a drag show, but supporter loves me, loves everything that I do. He's just a caring person. He came out to a drag show, saw it for the first time, looked at me and like cried and goes, I didn't know that this is what drag was. This was truly beautiful to just see you in so much confidence and radiating so much positivity to people. Wow. And he's an introvert too. So like he barely yeah. talks. Yeah. And I'm just like, and since then he's come to almost every show and it's just, it's changed so much people of the Navy. It's and, and plus the Navy's had drag queens since world war two. Like we've been having drag queens even back then. There's like a whole historical moment about what? it. Okay. We need educated Cause I have yeah. no idea. <laughs> Yeah, I guess so we didn't, it's just not been on blast like social media. Yeah, well, I mean, then again, back then, like the internet was just being made too. So, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. it's, it's the, they used to do like a lot. Well, honestly, I hate to say it during like the times of hazing and sure. they, they're they all, they're all men. You know how they're boys, yeah. be boys, they say, so they oh, always gosh. feel the dumbest stuff ever. So yeah. they used to do beauty pageants on ships and just take old fishnets and stuff and crossing the line ceremonies back in those days. They're not the way they are now. I can't sure. speak on them, but right. back in those days, they did used to do stuff like that and they loved it. They had fun and no one really cared. You know, yeah. it, it was kind of a way that um, gay people back then could even express themselves without being outed too. Yeah. So I that wouldn't doubt so that a gay man created drag queens back in world war two. <laughs> oh, <sure>. Absolutely. <laughs> they were like, this is for hazing. Yeah, they're like this is yeah. this is just for entertainment. Yeah, exactly. We're all in this together. Exactly. But really, I love these paint these panty holes, and I'm not gonna take them off. They're gonna be under no. my under no. my pants. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's been around for a while, but for yeah. you, you know, I, I saw your pictures and your articles, and like you're putting on these big shows for the shipmates and things like that. Did you have to get permission to do your show, or was uh, it like so sure, whatever? Uh, so the original show that I did when I performed on the ship was actually already a sponsored MWR event. It was actually just a lip sync competition. Yeah. And what do drag queens do best? Old faithful lip syncing. That's it. <laughs> so I knew the lip sync was coming up because it was something they did annually. It was and it was one of the biggest events. Like I've, I've seen all all the spectrums of people come out to watch this, to perform in it. There's actually some really great acts. Even like I got second place. That's, that's how what? Great yeah. yeah. I didn't even get what? first. I got second place on it. It was Stop the yeah. show right now. Right. <laughs> and, but I was the only one who did full drag and cause I brought my wig on. I brought some stuff because I didn't have a lot at the time and it was in 2018. And then after I got done, it was a standing ovation. My companion came up to me. I had people come out of like, literally like I came out to my parents because of you and even there was this one sailor um, that after that night came up to me and said, you saved my life. He's gay, he's away from his husband. And deployment really brings morale low. Yeah. It's very high stressful. Uh, even for me, like, I know I seem nice. I'm a monster on the ship. Yeah. <laughs> on deployment, I'm a monster. Don't talk to me. I don't want to see you. I don't want to hear you. All your, you know? all your like, shipmates are like, he's the worst. Right? He's like, don't talk. Just don't. If it's two weeks in, don't talk. Like, just yeah. <laughs> But no, we all go through our struggles and someone came down and said, you saved me. Like I was, I needed this lifting up. Like I really didn't know if I was going to make it. And he really needs to kind of live himself. And because of it, he literally said, I feel comfortable to be myself again. He called his husband when he got back. He said, I, I got my gay experience back. Because as queer people, we, especially when you're more of a feminine queer people in culture, like myself, like I'm very like all of, I mean, I'm wearing my support LGBT military shirt already. Yeah. 
um, you know, there's, as uh, I embrace femininity, I embrace expression and it's very hard to not get that when you're in high intense areas that is a very masculinized cultured place yeah. um, like the military and it's changing. It really is changing. And we are right in the depths of it changing and it's a beautiful site. It's rough, but we are getting there. And I, from my experience, I'm seeing the change like from when I first joined seven years ago to now there's been a massive change of um, simios, which is uh, equal, uh, equal opportunities and stuff happening. And, we have our code of ethics now saying that we will listen to our junior sailors. We will listen to people like mental health is important. It's so beautiful to see that change now happening. I, I kind of happen like just fitting the perfect situation for it to now kind of, I don't want to say acceptance, but it, to be seen and accepted. It's the perfect time for a visualization. Yeah. I love that so much. I had last year, I interviewed, let me think. So he was in the service. He was super high up. And we talked about mental health and the things that I read online talk about, like, it still talks about how mental health, basically, if you have certain diagnosis, you can't talk about it. It's not addressed. Blah, blah, blah. It just has a terrible, just nobody wants to talk about it. Sweep it under the rug. Like a bad stigma about it. Exactly. Yeah. And just ignore it. Just act like it doesn't exist. But he eased my mind because he was saying, you know, he was in the midst of seeing the transition and seeing it get better. And it really wasn't as bad as it used to be in the past. And they were showing improvements every year and how excited he was to do that. So that is so reassuring to hear yet another one talk about that. That's amazing. Absolutely. It's a blessing. I mean, like suicide is one of our highest deaths in the service, to be honest, unfortunately. Um, um, I even lost um, a few shipmates myself um, through suicide already, and I've only been in for seven years. And it is scary; and it's a lot. But I'm happy that now, exactly as the uh, other gentleman uh, mentioned, like it's changing for sure. And the stigma—that's the, the biggest part. We're trying to break that stigma, saying you can go to mental health. We want you to go to mental health. They have resources online um, for one source military to even just get a counselor, non-medical counselor, just to talk to somebody. Like, so a lot is changing and it. I, I even go myself. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have a therapist myself. I, 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 you know, there's times, especially the closer now I'm about to go back out deployment. I know I'm going to need those tools they give me to, you know, reassure myself because the higher ranking I go, the more responsibilities, the more stressful it honestly really gets. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, I feel like everyone could benefit from having someone to talk to, especially a professional uh, counselor from an outsider's point of view. Just get Absolutely. straight. Absolutely. I mean, I'm, and plus, I think it gives my best friend some time to also not exactly, about it. exactly. <laughs> All the best friends are like, whoo, yes, please go see someone else. Go. Yeah, I, I'm like, I can't drink this week. Thank you. <laughs> I until you start paying me hourly, I've got to check out of this. Um. Okay. Yeah. So the feedback has been amazing. Let's stay on the mental health track. So, how has the feedback since you've done drag? affected your mental health so let's ah. say let's say you started drag in the navy people were super positive the feedback was positive how does that affect your mental health being able to do two things that you enjoy um well what i'll say this is so the feedback in person has been great i've had a lot of actual bad feedback online <laughs> oh i can only imagine every online troll you could imagine saying the most absurd thing usually honestly it's people who never served a day of in course. Their life. oh of course, course. You do some guys still get those salty old older, you know, like back in my days and stuff like that. And now and then I do now and then just like a small one or two I've seen 
active members met and be negative, but it's more of a, an education. Like they're just very uneducated. So I always use that as a tool to like, hey, you're saying these things because it was brought on by somebody else who had a feeling. So let's, you know, break it down. But based off my mental health, because if you want, we can go into the, the negative later. My mental health fluctuates. I'm going to say that because it's, sure. it is stressful to be in the spotlight. And because I didn't think this was honestly, when I did drag and the article came out, I, I didn't leak it. Somebody got released by somebody. And the next thing I know, I get a message in 2018 saying, hey, NBC is going to contact you. <laughs> Navy right. Times is going to contact you. And, it, and then even to this day, all the way now until 2023, um, I just did an uh, entire article last October with the U.S.'s Constitution about drag and the service. So, like, it's just followed me since, and it's been progressing. Um, wow. And online has been building, and people are really watching. And my mental health is stressful because I do have to sit there before I speak. Like, some people are like, why don't you speak on this half? I'm like, well, I'm still a sailor, so... I can't get into political views um, really for myself, but also at the same time too, I have to now kind of watch what I say and do just to a certain point, you know, there's a finesse, like anything when you're in the spotlight. Cause when I talk to my friends, it's not always how I speak online. Like when I speak online, I want to make sure I get the point across. There's a purpose, there's an action, there's, you know, the impact behind it. So it can be kind of stressful. I've had a few talks where I've had mentors and public affairs offers saying like, you didn't do anything wrong, but here's what we can build. And I'll sit there. I'm like, oh my God, what did I say this time? And it's like, you didn't say anything wrong. It's just, let's work on it. Let's grow. Let's build what you said, you know, increase your vocabulary. <laughs> yeah. And it can be kind of stressful to know that though it feels like there's a giant weight that there's not been openly visually another queer sailor doing what I'm doing. Now they are, there's, I've met plenty of amazing people. Sure, sure. Um, that are within the community that do more than just drag that are just even just openly queer uh, lesbian or gay even trans members that my heart goes out to trans members for sure um, because that is still a struggle um, for them just now being able to come back out in January 2021 Um, so my mental health fluctuates some days I'm good some days I'm bad I'm more good days than bad days of course yeah but the pressure to has gotten to me. I've had to sit down and in my chain of command, I remember even my CEO one day came in and she, she sat me down and she's like, are you okay? Because wow. they do have to do what they do online. And I'm just like, no, but I will be. Thank you for asking. And she, let's talk about it. And we talk about it a few minutes. And then I go on my way and I sit there and I'm thinking like, I'm very blessed to have that support. Like I really am. And I just hope it, it always hurts when I hear a lot of people don't have that support depending where they're at hands because it is, you know, the Navy's very diverse, including the forms of how we how we lead our people. And, you know, I only have ever blessed and I hope to continue to have a very blessed experience because mm-hmm. not everyone has had that. So my my mental health, I would give it like a good okay. <laughs> a good, <laughs> a good solid okay. five out of ten. Um yeah. I think I that is just an honest answer. I think anyone living all humans would say the same thing we're gonna have bad days we're gonna have good days we're gonna have amazing days we're gonna have days where we're like what is the point why am I here and I think that's okay as long as you know how to handle it I love that you are seeking counsel and that you are doing therapy while you're there that's amazing what does self-care look like for you so other than just talking to a therapist what does that how do you handle those days where it's not good yeah, I, no, I think that's great too because I, I definitely know when it comes to self courage. Definitely more than talk. Talking just helps bring me down, but to keep me at like a calming, beautiful level, 
it's really, uh, it's honestly going to sound a little crazy, but kind of a little bit of discipline. <laughs> okay. Um, it's kind of a little bit of discipline for myself. It's getting up to know that like, hey, you know, you need to go take a shower today, you know, make your bed, the small things. If I had a cu- made my own cup of coffee instead of going to Starbucks, which nothing wrong with, but I, I bought all this coffee and like I never drink it. So making a cup of coffee, sitting here, listening to some soft music. I'm very a Zen piece kind of person to yeah. be honest. I love like, it. I love I, it. As much as I'm like extrovert when I don't have time, when I, when I can shut off the entertainment and just be me and watch some anime, you know, be my nerdy quirky self, see some, you know, scroll through TikTok. Honestly, um, horror document series are my favorite. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So, okay. And like just doing small stuff like that, going to the gym definitely has helped. Um, there's days, I remember when I like didn't go to the gym almost all 2020, there's this the pandemic, everything was going crazy. And I remember the, when I went back to the gym, finally, I was like, oh, I feel so much better already. It's just, yeah. And I don't do any, I don't do an intense workout. I do it just enough to make myself, you know, feel beautiful, feel loved. And it's just those small things that you kind of have to push yourself to do. And when you can sit there, instead of just saying, let me do all these things, you just pick that one thing you want to do and you do it. It makes you feel already better. And once you start getting to a habit, it really does start to build because it's easy to, you know, sink back in and just do nothing and want to close up trust me I'm notorious like when I had went through my worst streak ever I was like in bed everything was just all cluttered not hoarders I'm not I can't do hoarders but I definitely had all my stuff everywhere nothing was put away nothing was organized I'm a very organized person so my friend's like are you okay and I'm like I'm not and then when I started putting stuff away and then you know going out just on a walk or just sitting on my porch breathing new air I notice that like I feel better I feel great I'm not overthinking as many things and I think that's the hardest person ourselves is that a lot of people struggle um, with mental health it's it's because we put the pressure on what's happening around us in the world and telling ourselves people are thinking these ways and maybe you have someone has said something and it's we have to understand that we only can do what's within our range with our grasp you know when we have our own expectations leave them as your own expectations don't worry about everyone else and that's eventually what I started to do and my only guilty pleasure is honestly going to the movie theaters I go to the movie theaters way too much I don't even care what the movie is half the time just I just enjoy it it's one of my guilty pleasures I definitely do that is so interesting okay people never go to the movie theater anymore because you can just get it at home see i and that's what i love continue to stay home because then i have all the seats to my continue everyone the movie theater's the worst don't go um, no, because no. i want to go by myself yeah that's i 100 percent would drive an hour just for movie popcorn yeah 100 so percent. So yes good. it is and so good like i may go get some after this you should you should <laughs> I love that. Okay. So what made you take that huge leap to start performing once being in the service? So you said you went a year and you were like, you didn't really do it during that year. And then you were just kind of like, okay, I'm going to do this talent show. But what made you be like, okay, drag, that's the, that's what I want to do. This is it. Let's do, let's do drag during the lip sync. Let's do it. It's, it's like, so any entertainer, even such as yourself, you know, you have that itch and like it's so hard to express like what that what that feeling is it's like you just know you need to entertain it's something like inside your soul that just eats you up because you're just like when I got done like I'm a ride and go down there I when I went on the mess decks to perform and drag I was I didn't I didn't think of anyone else but honestly myself like I'm like this is for me this is 
for me to express myself through my art, through my talent. It was for me to just release everything that I had inside of me, joy, hate, put it out there, be the pop star I've always wanted to be and love to be. And it just kind of like, I think after that, after doing it for those first couple, three to four years, and then taking that break, it was like part of me was missing. And that was it. And finally, after almost a year and a half, I would say, something inside me kind of just said, this is your chance, take it. I don't, I don't know how to describe it. It's just said, it was this moment in time. It's like the, it's like everything stopped. It's like, yeah. you could see everything ahead of you and saying, you ask the universe saying, I want to do drag and the universe is like, I'll give you this one day, this yeah. one, this it's one like, five minute spot. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like that. And you see it and I'm like, this is that opportunity. And I just, I did it. And um, I did have to get permission, of course, on like my look and my music choice. Everyone had to get permission on like what they did. Gotcha. Um, but overall, though, it was it just clicked like it just. And then after I did it, I just it was like a, a, a high. Like I would just like, yeah. you know, you made somebody else feel good as like any entertainers. When you get that feedback and it's positive, you kind of want more. I'm, yeah, I want, it's I'm addictive. Shit. When I get I'm it, I, it I'm, I, I say that's the only time I'm selfish. When you want to yeah. love what I do and it makes you happy, I want you to continue to feel happy and tell me about it because I think it's the best experience ever because I won't lie, probably the first time I had a sailor hit me up and they said, Hey, I'm thinking of joining the Navy because of you. And like, they're talking to me and idolizing me. I'm sitting here. I'm like, is this what it feels like to be the opposite end when you meet your like hero? Yeah. They joined the service. They came here to Virginia. They met me on a night. I went out in town. Like I was just in town after a show. I just went out and grabbed a couple of drinks with some friends. Right. They came up to me and they said, I won't say their name, but they're like, well, all you, let's say John, I, I, uh, we'll say John came up to me and John's like, it's me, John. And I'm, of course I'm like, oh hi hi John yeah, like hey. Oh, yeah. hey how are you like and he goes no John from Instagram and he pulled it up and he showed like all the messages like where were you talking to me like when I hit him up on boot camp giving me advice in yeah. A school and he goes it was like a full circle moment from someone who literally joined they said because of me and then I met them and Whoa. it was like a full circle moment I'm like wow you really don't know how impactful you are to people and I was very blessed to able to have to see that. Like I was able, yeah. so happy to see it. Cause a lot of the time when, you know, things are going for you, you don't really get to see that feedback. It's like, everyone's saying, you're doing great. And I'm over here. I'm like, I don't, I don't normally pay attention to too much of this stuff. I'm just doing you. So it's so good to see that. And it was like a full circle moment. I hugged him. We cried a little bit. Like, I love it. It was, just, it was just a beautiful moment. And it was so happy to see that I could impact somebody like that um, so deeply and, it just I want to continue especially the story of theirs is that queer people can be in the service we can be active members we can do this you know the military is can take anybody and as long as you pass the physical and you pass all the medical stuff there's no reason why you can't serve and I think that's the perspective that uh, I'm happy that I'm changing and I'm not alone either like the big tribute and shout I love to give is that if anything, me doing drag in the service is just a tribute to all the service members who couldn't be themselves. Yeah. Because Don't Ask, Don't Tell was only 11 years ago, almost 12 years exactly. ago now. And I still, to this day, just met a vet who served during that time, 20 years in the army. And I met him over New Year's during one of my shows. And he said, thank you for being out and open. He goes, even after Don't Ask, Don't Tell came, because he retired in 2017. 
he said after he goes I still wasn't out even after Don Asotel was removed and I was like wow so he's like thank you for doing what you do and that's I wouldn't be here without the people who fought for me I definitely feel like your story is changing lives. And like I said, from the moment I saw your story on social media, I was like, oh my gosh, I just love it. And I know you're going to get those trolls that get on there and say those things. But I think the majority of people would say, even if they themselves don't perform in drag, if you take a big picture, like step back and look at the big picture, the effect you are making is so amazing. I mean, it's just like that, that guy coming up and saying, man, I couldn't even come out because of, you know, you weren't allowed to talk about it. And just because yeah. you're doing these things, it like lets people feel more comfortable. It has people joining the service. It has people outside the service talking about it. It's just making it more of a norm, making people feel more of themselves. And man, what a blessing. How cool to be part of that movement. I count my blessings every day because I never in a million years would have thought I would be where I am today. I used to actually be very anti-military, actually. What? <laughs> you so, should not say yeah, that. I, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah. Like, I shouldn't say anti-military. I just didn't care for it. Like, I grew up with a father who was in for, like, 24 years. So you hear the old Steve stories, and I'm like, yeah. all right, Dad, cool. Right. Yeah, like, whatever. Right, I'm not going to do that. Who wants to do that? And then, honestly, I did. And it's I didn't ever think to this day that I could join those two so polar opposite worlds together. And it's, you know, I think, if anything, and it's crazy because I've met so many people. That's the big perception is, like, even though we wear a uniform and we are here to serve and protect and do what we're supposed to do, you know, we are still human beings. Like yeah. we still have lives. Like, you know, we are, we have families, we have loved ones, we have people amongst the world where the military is the number one diverse place you could work in the entire world. Like it's, it is like we have people of all colors, uh, people of all backgrounds, people of all uh, gender, people of everything you can think of just, we're all brought together, yeah. you know, and no other job will give you that. That's why diversity really is our, one of our biggest strengths in the service. And this is why we're so strong is because we have that viewpoint from like, when I go, when I go into the office and stuff, I'm not thinking the same way these other people are, you know? Um, and actually I surprised a lot of people, like we do have to do certain ceremonies and stuff, part of my job and everything. And I know when we have to do huge setups for um, officers and, and admirals and such, I definitely go in there and people are shocked to know that I can run a whole event on my own. And it's just because drag gave me that experience. It's just in a different color. It's different yeah. view. And that reminds me actually one of my favorite um, comparisons of the, how similar um, drag and the Navy really are um, because drag is more than just going out there. When you do a pageant, they're so intense. <laughs> they really are. Yeah. And I love to compare a pageant to a review board or a um, sailor of the year board because you both have your questioning and answering. You have to go with your sharpest suit and, you know, your uniform and look the cleanest. The same thing with drag. You have to go the most glam. Everything put together. You get asked questions about historical stuff, why you feel you're the best. The same thing when you do pageants. Yeah. Today's stuff going on, historical stuff. Why do you feel you're the best, you know? And so it's, there's really things you can kind of pull out in very small things that really compare the two almost to be the, the same in certain aspects. And I can say the Navy actually has actually made my drag better. Yeah, <laughs> oh, be absolutely. More attention to detail on things, really um, put in the work too. So it's, it's really interesting that a lot of, it's 
the way people think. And honestly, at the end of the day, I think we all do drag. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. whether, whether we might be putting on wigs or heels, we might have a costume or an outfit or our uniform might be that costume That's outfit. Because when I go out front in my uniform, people see me as a sailor. And, but when it comes and that's the persona when i go out and drag that's my uniform then it's so many different characters and hats we wear and i don't think people realize that sometimes and like to decharacterize us based off visuals when at the end of the day it's somebody under that uniform it's somebody under that outfit that uh, that's how you come back to the trolls you say yeah. actually whatever yeah. your work outfit is or your outfit that you put on you're doing drag you're doing you're drag welcome. too yeah not good drag <laughs> but you're doing drag <laughs> It's not good. You would not get any tips, but you're participating. Okay. Yeah. I love that. Thank (laughs) you. Thank you. I love that. I love that. So what advice, especially for all these people looking up to you and just loving what you're doing, what advice would you have for people that are wanting to pursue things, maybe even drag, but they're scared of the feedback. They're scared of those trolls. That's what's holding them back. So I love this question um, because I still struggle with it. I won't even lie. I've just just gotten better at it. Yeah. But it's kind of, I, it's so, it's such a, I've heard this advice so many times, but it really comes down to fake it till you make it. Yeah. You can't show your, you need to show, show confidence You can, and you can't react. It's something that learns over time. I think we're all learning it because I still say don't even know what I'm doing half the time. I just yeah. say I do and go in there and then you figure it out as you go. And that's the same thing like with drag, you know, you go in there. And if you're afraid of the feedback, um, not even let's say trolls, let's just say you don't know how people think about drag. Because like, again, I'm from a small town, like my parents were not that. I was surprised one parent was okay with it and one wasn't. And it was like polar opposite now. It's crazy. So you go into that mindset, fake it till you make it. Like if you're not going to love it, that's okay. I'm just going to do me. If you go in the mindset positively saying, I am who I am. I don't know what I'm doing, but I would love this. And then you go in there and just say, everyone else is going to love me too. And as much as conceited that may sound, when you go with that mindset, you might surprise yourself that they do. Then nine times out of 10, and another one is closed mouths don't get fed. A lot of times in our lives, so many people are more concerned of other people's insecurities and they do project it on sometimes and it's not healthy and it's not okay. And I can see how that might bring somebody down. Um, But sometimes all it takes is just speaking up and in my life everyone asks like how did you get here how did you do this I said all I did was ask when I was on a ship I said can I do drag they said yeah when all these articles started dropping and everything else too I didn't even know if I could even speak to the public and I asked and I didn't just ask they were like let us assist someone to help you you look like you need help all through asking that's all it ever takes and I just put on my cute charm I have I guess a little bit of confidence and said what happens happens and over time I've been very blessed to grow this confidence and I think that's just from the beginning especially drag if you're going into the drag scene going with confidence going and acting like you know what you're doing don't be cocky you know especially in the drag scene don't be cocky they'll eat you up you might get knocked out (laughs) if you go in cocky you'll get a heel through the eyeball I'll tell you that yeah but go in with with grace going with respect but going as like this is me this is who I am and you know when you do that and ask for help ask how to do things don't be afraid of you might get in something that even honestly I will even share this today I got negative feedback today oh. <laughs> it was yeah it was I was upset probably oh, way before yeah. like this is the first time I was upset, I'm gonna lie but 
it was needed. It's, it's not because it's just because like the person who it came from is it's very dear to me. So it always sucks to hear bad feedback, but it was feedback I needed to hear, and it was something that I can take with me and now form as a tool yeah. for the future. And and but that's just through through what I've done. You know, I asked for the feedback, and they're there to support me, and they only did it because they want to see me grow. So, and that's all through confidence. That's all through taking it till you make it. You know, I love that's that. asking for help and speaking up. I love one. I love that you said closed mouths don't get fed. I've never heard it worded that way. And that's amazing. I think that can go for so many things like reaching out for help when you need it. Or like you said, if you want to pursue something, go to town, like do it. You only have one life. Exactly. And that, that's why I'm still to this stage. I pinch myself. I wake up some days. I'm like, even this interview with you, I was like, are they contacting me? Yeah, it's just, I just so... I'm just so blessed um, by it. I mean, like one of the things too, I won't lie. Um, I've been very blessed with, I will be on the season three, the weakest link. Uh, my twin and I'm a twin. Um, we both got um, casted for it. I don't know when I can't say much or anything about it, sure. but I can, I will be on it. And I, to this day, it was an experience. I met Jane Lynch. It was incredible. I can't wait. You are the weakest link. Goodbye. Yeah. Well, she technically, well, yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll have to see. Don't say too much. Don't say too much. I don't want you, I don't want you to get in trouble. I love that so much. That is so amazing. Josh, thank you so much for joining us. It was such a pleasure. It's honestly, you're amazing. You're smart. I'm looking at you the whole time. Like you radiate so much happiness. I can't stop. (laughs) Exactly. I'll keep it coming. I'm your selfish too. I'm so here for, I'll tell you all day long. You're so sweet. Thank you for having me. (laughs) It's truly a blessing to share this story and give more in-depth details. And my experience overall, everything that I've shared is just my experience. And it's just been a total blessing. Thank you so much. I love it so much. Keep shining your light. You're changing so many lives. Like I said, even just seeing your feedback and like on social media, it's just been so great. And I'm like, go you. It is amazing. So thank you so much for joining us. And we'll see you later. We're going to stay in touch. Okay. Please do. Please get best friend already. <laughs> Done. Besties. I'll, I'll send you my birthday invite. All right. I'll see you later, Josh. You have a good one. You too. Okay, guys. If you're in the market to buy or sell, I have the perfect company for you. Clark & Co. Realty is located in the Benton, Bryant, Arkansas area, but they're able to serve you no matter where you're located in the state. They've streamlined the process of buying or selling a home to make it so much easier. They have a team of industry experts that make sure you have access from anything you can think of. I'm talking from local home inspectors to painters to gardeners and so much more just to provide you with the best service possible. They're dedicated to providing the most up-to-date market data in the area. And I think the coolest part is if you go on their website, you can use their easy-to-use fast property search. You can even create a custom market report to see what's active, under contract, and sold in your neighborhood. Their team is made up of caring, knowledgeable professionals that work around the clock to help you with the process of buying and selling your home. So again, if you're in the market to buy or sell, Clark & Co Realty is definitely the company for you. Tell them Townsend sent you. Let's be honest, I think we could all use somebody to talk to every now and then. Healing Path Counseling in Conway, Arkansas is 100% my go-to when it comes to therapy. Wendy Blackwood has more credentials than letters in the alphabet. She's won awards for her outstanding services and 
has a whole page of board memberships. Basically, she knows what she's doing. She works hard to help equip you with the tools needed to live your best life. She even offers a variety of services including, but not limited to, cognitive behavioral therapy, technology-assisted counseling, relationship counseling, and EMDR. Trust me, I know therapy can be intimidating at first, but let me assure you, Wendy does her best to make you comfortable and find the best solutions and plans for you. Trust me, don't wait to make the call. Give Wendy Blackwood at Healing Path Counseling a call today. Get started on the best version of you.